Welcome back to episode 128 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we take a look at how bad the bear market is with the rainbow chart. Next, we examine Aptos and how they are changing the blockchain ecosystem. Then we discuss how applications will turn the metaverse into a lucrative economy. And finally, we make some predictions on Aptos and Ethereum's future. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 128 of the Blockrunner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's going on, Willis? Nice right. to see you again. Yeah, man, we're it's back been a long in the time. Uh, Just kidding. See each other every day. Command station. It's looking good. Looking good. Feeling good. <clears throat> but yeah, let's start off things with, I guess, Bitcoin and the macro stuff. Because yes. as much as we want to take a break from, you know, what's what's the word? Uh, <sighs> despair talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good to know where we are in the in the grand scheme of things, at least as far as crypto goes. Well, and, and the macro situation as well, right? So, well, yeah, that's yeah, it's a separate. Uh, that's what I mean by despair talk, because you know. Yeah, I mean the macro situation. There's definitely a lot of doom there, uh, but if you look at this chart here in this mm. uh, rainbow kind of stripe world of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are longtime listeners, you know yeah. Will is fond of charts and rainbow trajectories and all these things. But we've been looking at these models for several years now, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Probably since the start of the podcast. Like these are the things we were looking at to kind of like give us a sense of like position. Yeah. Like, where are we in the market? So, I mean, they do serve that value, right? You, you, it's, it's good context of what's happened before, what could potentially come ahead of us so because of that we've always used to say dude anytime we're in that blue zone dude yeah it's like it's you're crazy not to be you know open season dude this yeah. is by by season exactly so, yeah and then you know it's funny whenever this is happening in real time like we're, when we're seeing a sixty thousand dollar bitcoin man it, it, we always have like these debates it's like it, you know it's clear we should be selling but it, it doesn't feel emotionally clear and well, like here we're having the same debates it, it, it we we're, we're talking it's like yeah this is this is buy time because it's in the blue section but yes. it's like it could even go lower could it is the question like can't is it is it i mean possible here, that these models i mean th these aren't like no they're not i mean obviously they're they're not a predictive it's human generated right and yeah. it's it's of course it could be a chance that these models can become made obsolete yes based on conditions of the market that's like unaccountable you know what i mean i so feel like in order for that to happen bitcoin would have to spend several years outside the zone just like <laughs> not that long taking, dude <laughs> taking its own like path versus yeah. this rainbow path yeah oh I mean, but it rarely has traversed past the, the, the rainbow bands dude that's kind of like the point of the model so yeah i mean that's it like it, if it goes lower because there's lots of reasons to believe maybe, you know, at least in the equity sides of the conversation, there's a lot of motivating factors to inspire that negative sentiment. Yeah. You know, we were seeing <clears throat> big central banks all responding simultaneously to different, um, you know, currency crises across their countries. We're seeing big institutions starting to, uh, I guess, show, so, show similar remnants to what happened in the 2008 global financial collapse so yeah did you happen to share that link on, I did. on our discord let me, yeah. let me see if i can find it so yeah if you guys are a fan of uh movies like the big short or yeah. margin call which those are some of my favorite movies dude like it's kind of like the same thing from back then feels like it's replaying but even at a much greater magnitude you know what i mean yeah here it is credit sweezy credit default <laughs> swaps <laughs> uh b blowing up uh, to new highs passes the 2008 level. Yeah, by like not even like uh, I mean it's a shy margin, dude. That's a this is this is unprecedented. That's as like a volatile as things get. I think I've so, never seen something just go straight up like that. Do you want to explain credit default swaps at least like? I mean, you know, it, to my under, to my understanding, I think it's like a an, like an insurance type vehicle. Okay. 
just just to uh, I so, guess hedge against the downside risk of uh, of yeah. like uh, you know the the events of like these mortgage backed securities. I guess the, the credit portfolios within them, I guess cu- defaulting, collapsing, yeah. right? So. I guess what this chart indicates, like whenever there's this much demand for these types of instruments, it's it's kind of like uh, a market signal that, yeah, again, there's a default, a defaultening on its way. Yeah, basically, this is saying that banks are predicting a default to happen, and so they're mitigating their losses here by purchasing. Yeah, this I guess swap. <clears throat> yeah, to me, it signals uh, like they're realizing again, like a lot of their financial products that you know have been like stable yield generating. Uh, devices for them yeah, are probably going to end up being worthless in the event of these defaults and stuff like that, right? That's my, what's the word? Armchair yeah. understanding. Quarterback, yeah, analysis. Yeah, obviously there's much more complexity going on, <laughs> like why the, the market's reacting this way. And of course, all the other external factors, it might not just be like, you know, the actual components of these bonds, yeah. It's like, you know, it's just other things happening in the global economy that's spooking investors, sure. spooking institutions, right? So yeah, it's time to hedge. It's time to find exit ramps, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So this is a good indicator of what's happening in the macro environment. And uh, I guess the reason we have Bitcoin showing up here is, is that I mean, even though, yeah. even though yeah. like the sky is falling outside, yeah, um, it's still, I mean, if you're, able you're capable i mean this is a good good time to buy other than like it's definitely not a good time to buy when when everybody's talking about bitcoin and everything's in the red right yeah so so yeah yeah i guess like the um <coughs> uh, clearly the markets have been volatile and in, in a downswing for across crypto and you know equity stocks all that stuff right everything's down probably 40 50 percent mm-hmm. on the tech side Crypto is down 90% plus pretty much across the board. Yep. So it's like, dude, we've been in like, I guess like a, a self-aware phase for like the last year. Like we've, so are all these things being priced in? Yeah. Is the question. Yeah. And, and, uh, I was listening to the all in podcast with a bunch of billionaires and, yeah. and so, well, at least one was saying that the, this collapse that we're seeing mm-hmm. or that's imminent, it's already priced in. Just because yeah. we have the internet, everything, everybody is like relatively has access to this information. And so this, this collapse is already kind of priced in as, yeah. as far as the cryptos go. I think we're definitely like, it's going to play out in phases because, you know, the global economic <coughs> system is obviously, obviously much more rich in liquidity. Yeah. So it's going to take longer for, you know, downside events to play out. Yeah. As opposed to crypto, like, you know, we, we could boom and bust within a year or two. Like it's You're talking like about, like, unemployment rates. That's increasing. what I mean. Like, th- that's the phase we haven't, like, really um, seen. So the market isn't, like, really reacting to things like that. That could be a potential inevitabilities. Yeah, like it's results. like every, everyone's saying everything's bad, but I'm not feeling it <sighs> yeah, all that much. Yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely the number one thing is that CPI index, I guess. Yeah. So people are feeling... Like gas the prices that. And, and consumer price index. Yeah, but then also the market understands the Federal Reserve is battling that at the moment by, you know, raising interest rates and, uh, yeah, <clears throat> you know, pretty much like architecting a forced recession in a way. Mm-hmm. So I think the market understands that component of it is like maybe that's actually like a viable strategy to get us like quickly... I don't know, like release some steam from the, the frothiness that exists in these markets so that whenever they do decide to inverse their their actions and then, yeah, you know, restart quantitative easing, you know, like I guess that could be potential like priced in bullish sentiment, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's hard to predict like what the market is thinking. <laughs> but the point is like, man, it's hard to like separate all that and just look at this band. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And just buy. And then also, I mean, look at the previous cycle. Peak yeah. at 20,000. And then this is like a year and a half of just pure despair. Mm. Right? And we started the podcast here. Yeah. And um, and then from there, it's been all up. I mean, really. Yeah. So so I guess we, I mean, there's still some time for, for uh, I guess, accumulation, right, in this phase here. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Uh, 
it's not like we're, 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 no we're not saying like, yeah, you have to buy now or you're going to miss out on like the grit. Yeah, we're not yeah. saying that, right? Yeah. It's just only thing I am internally struggling to, to debate with is like, uh, you know, I guess how, again, because it's a confirmed recession scenario, right? We just don't know the depths of it and how long it's going to take to play out. That's it. And we don't know how Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is going to play in that environment. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you've been listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube, you would know where I stand on this. If I, I would follow the bands here. I mean, mm -hmm. th and this is just a, like an obvious, like a clean representation of what I'm talking about. But I mean, if you look at uh, the stock to flow ratio, like this is way out of bounds. Mm. Right. But I'm still a proponent of like this, this concept, this um, exponential cur curve here mm -hmm. or um, yeah. I mean, this is where I, I would place my bets. I mean, yeah. Bitcoin's not going to go away, right? So it's not. And then I guess all the other innovations of the space are not either. You know, NFTs. There's a big uh, conference going on right now called, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's hosted by Masari, great re research institution. I think it's called Mainnet 2022. Masari Mainnet? Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of those. <clears throat> and clearly the space isn't slowing down one bit. Like as far as development, you know, thinking about what to do next, what's coming up next. You know, this is the kind of things you're going to see during a, a bear, bear cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it is mainnet September 21st to the 23rd. Yeah, so you were watching a bunch of videos. Oh, I guess, like, it's an older conference then. Well, a couple of weeks. Old. Well, a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, the, the main takeaway I've been seeing from this is uh, the layer one discussion. Like, mm. uh, Aptos is what I've been seeing. Yeah, so there's a tweet by Pokestarter, and there's two anticipated layer ones at the moment, Aptos and Sui blockchains. Both aim at solving Solana's frequent downtimes and Ethereum's constraints. Mm -hmm. So we'll share this tweet in the description down below. Definitely read it. But there's an article here that goes into more detail. Okay, so that that's uh, Sui, and here's the article. Um, so yeah, tell us, so what is Aptos? It's a layer one solution backed by Facebook, right? Well, that's, that's what it, it ended up looking like at first glance, it just seemed like another layer, layer one, blockchain. one, right? We've been seeing layer ones emerge since the start of the last cycle. Right. And we were questioning like, what, what's happening yeah. Even way back then. Right. We saw Algorand, we saw Cosmos, we saw Avalanche, we saw, of course, Polkadot. Yeah. which was was spent like three or four years building up to the point where it like launched in uh, I think 2020 or something like that, maybe right. 2021. And it just kept on going and going and going more layer ones, right? It's like, what the hell's going on? We couldn't even keep up whenever we were trying, we were recording daily content back then and we couldn't like, we threw out the theory, right? Like, cause we saw what happened to Binance. They pretty much replicated all of Ethereum's primitives for DeFi, mm. deployed it on their chain it created manias that were like within these siloed blockchain ecosystems itself. So sure. part of the thesis, I guess at the time was dude, all you have to do is pay attention to these emerging new blockchain ecosystems, watch them deploy these new DeFi primitives that are pretty much carbon copies of each other Yeah. on a new chain, rebranded, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that was the fuel of the, the last mania. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, it's still happening. Yeah. So, but Aptos really is, is like the Phoenix rising from like the dust of Libra, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's like the, I guess the, uh, special caveat of this project in particular. Yeah. So the CEO and the CTO of, uh, I guess, Aptos came from Libra and which, which was at, at the time renamed to DM mm -hmm. and they were going to build a crypto wallet called Calibra, which was at the time renamed to Novi. Mm -hmm. And both of those projects ended up being stopped by, by Facebook because of regulatory pressures. Yeah. But w what is that Facebook wanted to do at that time? Like with Libra, like they just wanted to, what they wanted to do is, is they wanted to pin a Libra to the dollar, but not just the dollar. It yeah. was a whole basket, basket of currencies just to make it more stable. Right. Yeah. Or an attempt at, uh, stability. We just interviewed a stable coin founder. Yeah. Publius. You know, there's, there's Publius. 
uh, shout out to the beans. Yeah. The bean community. You know, uh, <clears throat> there's different models of, as far as like what, what can provide, I guess, uh, some sort of hard money solution, right? Whether it's backed by existing hard money as, you know, collateral systems yeah. or there's these non-collateral systems that are more algorithmic. So it's interesting, but yeah, I guess Facebook wanted to just come up with their own network of who can and cannot like print more of these Libra Libras and just leverage the existing like uh, I guess the assets. Ease, of, you the know. ease of cryptocurrency and the fact that you don't have to uh, depend on banks to do um, yeah you know well that was their remittance remittance yeah that was their marketed narrative right why right. they wanted to do that because you know we want to bank the unbanked right right we want to facilitate that allow people who have you know and congress didn't take that <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they weren't they weren't buying that dude. yeah in the same sense like you know at some point i don't think they're gonna buy you know bitcoin's narrative and crypto in general just because you know they immediately saw like the destructive like disruptive i yeah. think capable uh, potential of libra but yeah but maybe they, they but, see but it congress too. had some some finger to put on exactly with, with facebook with, with bitcoin you can't right that's yeah that's the thing it's just all they did they literally just brought him in and put him on the hot seat yeah. and like listen lad it's like i think they did it like at least twice yeah, yeah i think so and that's whenever they pretty much kind of exposed themselves to their own like yeah um how far back be behind they are as far as their understanding of technology yeah. and stuff like that yeah the conversation was about libra but they were asking how facebook makes money yeah yeah, so they didn't even understand what's going on in yeah. the tech sector. You know what I mean? So, how are they supposed to come into an agreement as far as like, <clears throat> you know, regulating cryptocurrency, stable assets, stuff like that? So, I think the solution was just to prevent it from happening. No thanks, not happening on our watch. But this Aptos organization is basically just the uh, disbandment of those people. Yeah, working on that project, and now they're they're building blockchains. Yeah, what do you know? Yeah, not just any blockchain, like mega ones funded by everybody. It looks like, yeah. you know, yeah, everybody in Silicon Valley, yeah, namely. Mm -hmm. And so, in addition to this blockchain, they've also created a, a new language called Move. And so, this language apparently is supposed to make it scalable, secure, easy to use, all that stuff for the developers. Um, so I, we don't need to get into the details of the Move language, but nonetheless, it's new. And it's supposed to be making things easier, more approachable by developers. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we've seen this a million times. Like uh, a lot of what they're touting as far as like the innovations they're bringing into the scene to enable more scalable transaction layers is stuff we've already heard before. Parallel execution, all that stuff. You know, we've been hearing about this since like the early days yeah. of EOS. Like 2017 era. The whole blockchain 3.0 era, yeah. right? Like th there's... Okay, the, the language of move probably does enable some reduction, friction reduction environments for developers and stuff like that. that's always important. But I don't necessarily, like, as we've already identified, it's not always like the best tech that wins in this space. Like, right. should we even be looking at this as like somebody has to win in this whole layer one thing? Yeah, we were having a discussion offline about Ethereum and the the difficulties in having a network like Ethereum kind of support games nft projects like it just becomes too expensive yeah and so when we're talking about let's say for example the metaverse becoming a multi-trillion dollar industry yep it seems like it doesn't make sense for it to be running on ethereum no and so if not is it going to be running on a, a side chain for ethereum is it going to be on a different layer one well that's 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 the debate that's the argument right like what what who's going to win the com the consumer race right that's all that matters at the end of the day. Like all that matters is how are we going to figure out the technique, the experience, the UX uh, for the mainstream user. Yeah. Right? Because for when it comes to like important DeFi applications, it seems like Ethereum has, will yeah. win, yeah. is winning. Yeah. And just has just, won. Well, for now, but, but the idea of, of expecting, you know, users to have to pay fees or, Go through even a little bit of friction just to execute some sort of like financial activity function, mm -hmm. whatever. Like that's that's more of a, uh, of a consumer demographic that would expect such thing as long as it ensures more security. Sure. Yeah. 
But yeah, when it comes to like being a game participant or something like that, or like want to just flip NFTs on like a, a market that's like frictionless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These that that consumer demographic expects no friction mm-hmm. at all. No it fees. Has none of that. Yeah. No like fucking signed six different wallets and stuff <laughs> just to like get one thing pushed through. You know all these yeah. different options and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like bridges. Yeah. Going to second second layer. Like yeah. all this. Yeah. It's Agreed. just too much. So these are things, of course, the industry is like, has been, you know, f- kind of like, it's weird, like cage match. You know what I mean? Like WWE style with like 20 different dudes in the ring. Or sure. One dude's got a chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other one's got like a blowtorch or something. <laughs> so he's got like these like chains. Like yeah, yeah. it's a battle between all these different like vehicles. Street right? fighter, dude. Street fighter? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I I wonder if we. I'm I, more I was, of a WWF guy, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know about blow torches and chains. You don't remember there. those days, dude? Yeah, those, are, those ladder matches. <laughs> did they have chains? I don't think they had chains, dude. Oh, dude, they had everything, dude. They're, but they're props. It's not real. Yeah. You know? You're concerned about the chains and not the blow torches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The blow torches is what got me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been like a little exaggerated, but you know, imagine somebody coming in with like a. Tesla torch, just like oh yeah, yeah, just like light their dude on fire. <laughs> Maybe back in like the Roman days, that's how they did it for but, sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I was thinking about is our interview with Andreas Antonopoulos. This happened in early 2020, right before COVID, mm. and he was ta- yeah. talking about how there's going to be a network of chains, a one network multi-chain <laughs> ecosystem. He said those exact words, yeah. And it's still not here. It's been two years, which. But it's here. It's here in the sense like they're he trying. was right. He was right with the many chains theory. Yeah, one chain. What many one chain. network? Many chains. I mean, dude, we have an abundance of chains now, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Well, yeah. I mean, right? we, I mean, but they had a, an abundance of chains in twenty twenty two, but the whole idea was that there will be one network, and yeah, there's a lot of projects trying. Polkadot, Cosmos. I don't think we're that much closer to that reality, though. And so I don't know how, how applicable Aptos, the chain will be when there's a, a single network multi-chain opportunity mm-hmm. because that single network would theoretically come up with an abstraction layer to all those chains mm-hmm. and the developers need to just build using that abstraction layer and access all, you know, the functionalities of the multi-chain mm-hmm. ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how valuable Aptos can be in a single network environment. Well, if, if that abstraction layer ever does like come to be and standardized and utilized by DAP developers, whatever the fuck, like, yeah, what are these like individual characteristics of all these different chains? Like when do they like factor in? Yeah. When do they factor know? in? Yeah. Cause like, <clears throat> you know, is it, is it like, uh, I don't know, like up to the individual user. It's like, I, you know, I, I like this app this marketplace, you know, but I want all my transactions to be validated by, f- see, that, see, you see, can't even, there's, there's no way. Yeah, it can't be that. So. I don't Absolutely think so. not. You can't ever put that burden on the consumers. See, saying. that's like, and then. So the then most, who is facilitating like which chain, if it's a network of many chains? I think, I think it comes down to, in that use case, the developer decides <laughs> I want my NFTs to be on Aptos. Mm. And so. Why not, why not just like a random assignment like if there's so many different chains like why does it matter like just randomly pick one as if it's like a block that's like a it randomly gets rewarded in a network of like the blockchains itself just becomes like individual validator nodes within the overall yeah blockchain network i feel like there's too too many things going against that whole concept just because then everybody's like kind of working together just like <laughs> doing work yeah. kind of arbitrarily versus you know, th- this chain has a specific use case, which yeah. is video games. And this one's yeah. like the metaverse. Well, that's what we're seeing. Like, it, that's that's where, like, the ethos, I think, of the layer one space is headed. It's like, we've seen lots of examples of people who spin up projects, like Injective Protocol. They built, like, a nice DeFi app, DeFi mm. service. And I think now they're about to launch their own blockchain themselves that's more like specifically tailored for the types of apps and services they want to exist, right? And we've seen games do this, like Axie Infinity, they built their own blockchain too. It's like, it's becoming common practice now. It's just like, if you want to do something specific, like as an enterprise or some kind of like business, (laughs) blockchain Web3 business, 
Just spin up your own chain. Yeah. You know, like, which is going to make things, I think, even more complicated, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. if I want to play Axie Infinity, I have to get a new wallet. I have to fund that wallet with the network's tokens. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to play another game, I got to get a new wallet. I know. Like, that. I don't, I don't think <clears throat> this is scalable. It's not. But then if you think about it, those blockchains are like apps on our phones. Mm. We have multiple apps on our phones, and we have to click the each one and log into each one. Mm. I see. So maybe it's not that, you know. Unfathomable. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, but maybe there's going to be like a consolidation period at some point in the future where like all these chains get swallowed up into hopefully at some point in the future just becomes like, you know, choosing between five yeah. At most. Kind of like how like our day-to-day life is. Like whenever you want a mobile provider, yeah, you have about a handful of choices to go with, right? Yeah. And then there's like smaller purveyors that have, you know, better deals, but their fucking yeah. network is ass. Yeah. yeah. You got to deal with that. But <laughs> nonetheless. It's cheaper though. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I could see some, but at the pace of what it looks like now, it looks, we're going in antithesis of that. Like we're just yeah. spreading out even more and more and more, creating more Making and more Making it more silos. complicated. Yeah, but like you're saying, it's going to be unsustainable at some point. Like, a lot of these things will probably maybe end. They have to fail. Yeah, exactly. There'll right. be like a fail period. Um, damn, dude. So maybe this is uh, how would they fail? Just nobody Just no, transacts. No on users. Them. Yeah, like the the, the miners ones, go yeah. away. They're like, this is nobody's using this. So why am I supporting it? So then the ones that have to, the ones that cannot fail, I guess, are the non like uh function or non-specific ones non-specific right? yeah like general ethereum. purpose like an ethereum yeah a polka dot yeah a, a cosmos right something that has built in like uh architects and architecture designer to facilitate um more than just a single use case yeah yeah and still remain interconnected with within that same ecosystem right like yeah. these these models make sense to me um, they're just not widely adopted yet, I guess. So, right. I don't know. So with Aptos, the reason why we're talking about them is because not only is everyone invested into them, but they just recently raised what almost a four, ton, 400 million, roughly give and, or take. And basically it was just, a a deck. That's all they needed. A team and a deck. Well, as far as we know, we don't know. I'm assuming well, they, they, they're definitely using elements of. Libra and yeah. like what they built. Yeah, like it's built technology. Yeah, there's something built. Yeah, exactly. But, but what their new blockchain here is, it's something bigger than that. Yeah, but like it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel like this is kind of like another Solana in the making where it was, again, it was tough to distinguish what, what made Solana superior, I guess, to the other L, L1 monoliths. Well, it's like another Silicon Valley backed. That's my point. Network, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of these things need push. You know, like I said, there were early, early attempts like EOS and other blockchains that were, you know, solving these same issues. Right. But they didn't get the same. They they didn't succeed essentially. Well, who's to say this will succeed either, right? Well, that's what we're debating. Well, will it succeed just based on the fact that we know they're connected to, you know, Facebook, Silicon Valley. Well, as deeply as you can. We're talking about these guys raising four hundred million dollars, but EOS raised four billion. It's true, but they raised it from like a community of like degenerates, you know, <laughs> generate crypto people. Nonetheless, four billion. You feel like you could come up with something that people are using. It's <laughs> a great point, dude. Well, that's the thing. Something I, they, they took the because uh, I was there during that whole thing. They took the uh, you know the 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 analogy you like to paint. Like they basically. Put laid out the parts of a plane and then yeah. like I don't know like let the community try and assemble it and like let it fly yeah 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 <laughs> and it never happened like it, it just didn't put it together because like you know well you, yeah the the community are not engineers they're not like economists they're not but communities network are, but, guys but, but communities can be powerful they they actually are engineers and economists and network guys maybe that's, okay well then maybe yeah. they weren't properly incentivized to like work on it yeah that's the point like <clears throat> you have to get people like wanting to build the plane right like ethereum did that real well i guess the community like galvanizes themselves somehow or yeah. just I don't know, the provenance, I guess, of just being part of that ecosystem, like incentivizes people. 
I don't know, but EOS should they should have done something better. And I'm, I'm assuming these Aptos guy will do that. Like they'll launch their mainnet. They're gonna properly fund their ecosystem with like all this money, yeah. all this grant money. Um, they're gonna deploy all these like Silicon Valley engineers, bring them into this ecosystem. Like, hey, build stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they have the network. They have the biggest network in terms yeah. of a human human network. Yeah, in the world. But but maybe it doesn't work. Maybe uh, the power of like global communities is more than what Silicon Valley can muster up. Maybe I mean? this is this this is the test of that. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I'm curious to know what like what everybody else thinks. Like, do the rural web web three heads like basically the ETH devs? Yeah. Like, what what would you like? What's your gut reaction to this, dude? Like, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like if you're a developer and you need a blockchain, depending on what you're trying to build, like you're you're going to start with Ethereum, and if Ethereum doesn't work because you're making a game, then I there's feel tons of like, layer two options. But yeah. And there's some like Immutable X who I guess they've created their own abstraction yeah. layer concept too, like the, uh, I guess the more promising tech aspects to ZK, yeah. and, you know, roll-ups type. Well, Polygon is doing the same thing. Yeah, they're working on it too. They're, they're combining all these technologies. Yeah, so I mean, sh there is a future for layer two on Ethereum where, you know, it's going to be like a minimally man, friction environment like, for the consumer. Man, if I were... If if I were to make a prediction of the future, I feel like all these use cases would happen on a side chain to Ethereum. Which ones? Because if any any use case, oh, anything, yeah. anything that's not like financially related, yeah, it's going to happen on a side chain to Ethereum, and Ethereum will happen all the financial transactions. Hmm. I mean, we've always seen like um, all the innovation has always come from Ethereum up until now. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Always, <laughs> but yeah. I you know, especially with stuff like this, I don't know, like, uh, well, environments that are much more like, feels like a curated blockchain type ecosystem where they're bringing in, you know, experienced devs from like well-known entities, you know, like well, Google, Facebook, all that stuff. Part of Aptos design is having a thousand validators, right? Yeah, that's what I saw. Are they handpicked or are <laughs> they selected by the community or how? That they... I could not find details on. Okay, yeah, because you know, they, they probably haven't figured it out. And they but, go, it said something about phase three or stage three of. So who knows? They might launch their mainnet with less than that. Kind of like EOS. EOS, yeah. They launched their mainnet with twenty one. Well, I think Max was twenty one. Yeah. So well, they so, had to be elected in through you know the governance protocols and stuff like that. I don't think so, EOS actually appointed those twenty one. You know oh, I, mean? I see. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So So now they have to do a thousand at some point. Well, they why? said stage I mean, 3. It feels like arbitrary. Why a thousand? Why not 10,000? Like why? Well, why not? Yeah, I mean, I guess the goal is to get to a thousand and then maybe from there continue to expand, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. obviously because you know, this is what makes them more advantageous and like more scalable, right? Cuz they're able to start at such a more centralized state. See, and that's you know why, I mean? you know, I, I agreed with the EOS premise. I think 21 made sense. It was sufficiently kind of like decentralized in a way, but it was fast. <sighs> it was <cheap laughs> transactions. Yeah, and I guess the, the point was it was supposed to be up to the community to ensure yes. there was enough of a distribution. Even among 21, I think it maybe should have been a little more than 100 or so because obviously it got colluded real quickly like uh, you know yeah that was majority the majority were like in a singular part of the planet like uh yeah china i think yeah right and that's that's gonna happen you know <laughs> it tends to happen in a lot of cases you know right now almost 50 percent of the uh validator network is in the united states for ethereum right that's, that's why right. the yeah i was gonna bring that yeah. up yeah who who said that um was that the sec that's, or C yeah. somebody in big gov cftc one no, of, I think it was the SEC. Yeah, one of them is using that like to their advantage now. It's like, dude. Yeah, it was in a lawsuit for Ian Bellina, <laughs> yeah. and like it was just a uh, just That's a right. line in there, just yeah, out of yeah, yeah. a million lines. It was like, oh, by the way, Ethereum's uh, validators are all in, in the United States, or over fifty is in the United yeah, States. Basically, they have the majority position yeah. in, the, in the ecosystem, so therefore, so therefore we have jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. <clears throat> It happens, even like in almost every ecosystem we've seen so far. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like as far as 
the Aptos, the Layer 1 race, what's going on, there's it's not that much separating them. No, there isn't. So what is it? I mean, a lot of what what we describe here is a lot like EOS. I know. And like everything that has come since then is a lot like EOS. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of Ethereum going to proof of stake was because Dan Larimer was right. Uh, Yeah. He was one of the ones who first ones who was arguing with Satoshi that proof of work isn't the way, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It is the way for Bitcoin. (laughs) Everything else may not well, make sense. If yeah, but back in those days, that wasn't the um, the Consensus. value proposition of like the whole Bitcoin like initiative. Yeah, it was to be like a peer to peer cash settlement layer. I guess. Yeah, like, true, true, true. I mean, so, I, I, so I based understand. on that context of that that conversation, like, yeah, Larimer was right, Satoshi was wrong. Yeah, but in today's context, yeah, proof of work, whatever, dude. Let's fucking nuke the planet. <laughs> for bitcoin for digital gold i'm so down yeah <laughs> you know what i mean as long as it adds to the value prop you know well the good perception thing, of bitcoin the good thing is is that bitcoin can be powered by the sun I know, and so I this problem is moot it is this and argument I think is moot now like governments are like i think enforcing that yeah. from what i've been seeing like it's like you better figure out a globally sustainable solution or else we're not going to allow mining type shit which I think that's a fair. Yeah, yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Do money powered by the sun? I mean, well, you uh, any you, other like a wind, right? There's more renewable of sources. Yeah, really, anything. is what I mean. But you couldn't, you couldn't define like, um, you couldn't make a better story than that. Like money powered by the sun. The sun. Mm. Come on. What about money powered by laughter? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a good currency, dude. That's, like uh, incentivize people to be like joyful. Is it, isn't that a uh, Monsters Inc. premise? I don't have no idea, dude. Have I you know. seen that movie? No. Come on, dude. I don't see movies, Will. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. You oh, I mean, I mentioned these movies because they're like Monsters Inc. Isn't it like a cartoon? Yeah, it's a, a it's an animated movie? Pixar movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. No. Well, anyway, um, it's a money built on happiness. Well, in this case, it's they gain energy by scaring kids. Like those little monsters would scare kids and it would okay. fill up batteries. Oh. Well, at the end of the movie, and if you make the kids laugh, it fills up the battery a lot faster, bigger, better. Oh, interesting. That. So they became like happy monsters right. and right. like tickling right. kids at yeah. night and shit. <laughs> fucking pedo <laughs> monsters, essentially. It's fucking horrible, dude. Why would Disney push that narrative, dude? That's not good at all. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Steve it. Jobs, for that. Steve Jobs? Yeah, I think he was involved in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's an old one. I remember the name of it. I just never watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. But so, anyways, yeah. Bitcoin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Powered by laughter, Bitcoin. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I know, dude. It's just, um, I don't know. Like, this whole layer one stuff, man, it's it's getting kind you know, of um, kind of redunculous. Talk about your sort of, like, strategy back <sighs> in 2017. When you looked at currencies, you weren't interested in them. No, because it was hard for me to figure out, like, you know, what's the difference between, I don't know. Uh, yeah. A, a Digibyte, a Vertcoin, a, yeah, Litecoin, yeah. a whatever coin, right? Is yeah. The only thing I could see is, like, just whichever one is getting pumped the hardest. Yeah. That was it, right? And then it, that's kind of, like, how it ended up playing out. It's, like, Doge and Shiba. Like, as long as you have some kind of army behind you. Yeah. Doesn't nobody cares about the technicals or the fundamentals sure. of a, of a cryptocurrency, right? It's just you just see that aligned consensus of value. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I was like, I, I didn't want to invest in any of those because I couldn't like predict. That's so mm-hmm. unpredictable. It's so difficult to determine like where value lies. Yeah. But then within the same market where these like yeah blockchain platform ecosystems emerging, you know the neos Ethereum the competitors exactly because yeah. Ethereum already kind of like took off. Everybody understood like you know. Smart contracts, blockchains, all these things were the future. Yeah. Right? If we're ever going to build some type of like decentralized internet ecosystem, then, you know, that's the foundational layer. You know what? Right? Uh, you just gave me a good point. So first, you got to finish watching Silicon Valley, right? Decentralized internet. I do. Second is the blockchain that wins the Ethereum competitors could be Ethereum. The wins is the applications that gain all the people, right? Yeah. And so it's going to be apps. It's not it's not the infrastructure, it's not the network, it's not the speed, it's not the the cost. It is 
what app is going to be the the Netscape or the AOL of a blockchain? Uh huh. So maybe, but, but you need a blockchain to support an app of that scale, right? Like it, it you know. How big did Netscape get? Like, how many users, how many well, interactions were going on? Well, on it was it was the biggest app at the time. Yeah. When when it got as big as it did. So, would you think Netscape was bigger than any like a Web three yeah. app that's ever been invented? At, like, open for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than like Bitcoin and Ethereum, hmm. Netscape would be bigger. Like, so, in so the, do you think any the of these? Yeah. So. <clears throat> Interesting. So somebody, some developer has to invent something of that usefulness. Yeah, where, where people are just using the app. They went through the hassles of like blockchain and crypto wallets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But because they need that app, because they want access to something to, yeah. to do something. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, um, like Bitcoin's use case is that you can send money anywhere, anytime with anyone. Like no one can stop you. Yeah. So that's a valid use case, right? That's a valid yeah. proposal to the the humanity. Yeah, absolutely. So what other app besides that is as equally as powerful that's running on smart contracts? Mm. And so I don't I don't know what that is. It could be a decentralized internet. I mean, that could be that that's the thing. Where we can have like communication where we can't get shut down by internet service providers you can get shut down by the government mm-hmm. even though the government can still sanction and therefore you know take down mm-hmm. an entire uh, smart contract like tornado cash yeah but i think ultimately it goes back to the value proposition of apps is what makes trillion dollar ecosystems trillion mm-hmm. dollar volume projects yeah but i guess what all these l1 founders and communities are saying is like it's going to be our chain. It's going to be ours that's going to enable an app of that scale to sure. even exist in the first place. Because, like, you know. And and maybe apps like that to that scale don't exist because there is not an, enough infrastructure to support something like that. But we can't even think of an app that we need. Yeah. Like, like, like a decentralized internet would be the biggest one. Well, <clears throat> maybe not us, but maybe I could see an event where, like, again... I tend to always lean away from like our own Western biases because, you okay, know, yeah. and I tend to lean more towards, you know, um, non-developed sectors of the population, right? Like people, again, people who don't have access to credible banks. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a killer app feature that yeah, I would want to tap into. You got right? Bitcoin. So what's next? Uh, like a lending protocol, right? Like, like you got a- Ethereum. Okay. What's next? Ethereum. Yeah. Well, you mean like Ave and stuff? Yeah, lending protocol, like where you can actually borrow. Oh, like non-collateralized loans. Or just borrow for, or, you know, lend money to other people generating. DeFi, essentially. DeFi seems you like the most obvious. Ethereum. Okay, what's that, What's after that? But but can Ethereum, Ethereum can't host like billions of people leveraging DeFi is what I'm saying. Well, because the transactions would be too costly but but that's an example of a, a necessity right everybody right, who's right, logged right, into the internet checks into their their bank accounts like regularly and they're they're de- well you, you know. can check right now you're not hitting blockchain you're not clogging the network by checking your wallet balance right but you are by you know transacting depositing and withdrawing sure. and sending and okay but all doing all these services that wait, banks wait, offer you know you don't agree that the entire DeFi space no matter how expensive it is it should be on ethereum because ethereum will eventually make it less expensive uh yeah i mean so maybe maybe what you're saying the killer app is money yeah and scalable money right ethereum where cheap transactions it can hold billions of people like Mm -hmm. sustain billions of people Mm -hmm. i I think you're right maybe maybe as simple as money like that's the killer app yeah, money and money servicing and for servicing. Sure. Like yeah. that's that's yeah, I should say servicing. Yeah, that's like the beginnings to like uh, anything else. Like yeah, and again, it's yeah. I don't think there needs to be a winner. <laughs> In other words, like for lay, I don't think there has to be a winner. But but, like, but I mean, I mean, do you agree with the argument that there needs to be a killer app? Oh, and that mm-hmm. app is just the servicing of money. Well, there's lots of killer apps now. There's also NFTs. You know, that's a killer app. Yeah, uh, but okay. So you're saying, I mean, that could onboard billions of people. So that that would be absolutely a killer app. It, equally, or if not more, 
aggressively than money servicing would, you know, cause like now we're talking about cultural tapping into culture and tapping into basically everything. Yeah. But you're also with, with DeFi. That's, that's okay. why Aptos, like part of their test net, like marketing, like, like, look how badass we are. They, they, they just, I think gave out like a million NFTs in like a flash or something like that. And now they're using that as like a, as a narrative. It's like, look, if you're fucking Rihanna, you want to just give out a million NFTs for free to your, your homies, you know, your, your fan base, you could do that easy on Aptos. If you did that on Ethereum, the whole network is going to crash because everyone's going on like, gas wars and stuff over these things. You know what I mean? And then prohibitively expensive to, to yeah, do an airdrop. Then, then, like then exactly. Then it, it doesn't become sustainable. Like, so that's what's happening. It's they're trying to really just hone in on the consumer experience for this stuff. You know, right? But there's also no. I'm if, not. Yeah. If you go <clears throat> across a pond, there's yeah. two billion people who are not part, who are not even consumers in the space. No. Right, so that's where DeFi comes in. You can add yeah. two billion new participants in the ecosystem. DeFi, DeFi. the metaverse, uh, and just NFT, like everything, dude. Everything in Web three is useful, can be useful and applicable. And like, yeah. You otherwise, I don't think developers would ever develop non useful things. Like, okay, so hold on. Let's let's kind of walk through this scenario. So, let's say DeFi is successful. Ethereum cleans up their 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 ability to unclog the network. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's assume that's there. Yeah. Ethereum onboards 2 billion new people unbanked. All of a sudden there's, you know, 5 billion people, 6, 7 billion on Ethereum because they're using the financial servicing of Ethereum. Mm -hmm. Where do you think developers are going to develop now? On Ethereum. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're just advocating for just liquidity or whatever liquidity lies. Right. That's where developers go. But, but will it matter that there's these other layer one blockchains at that point? Well, I don't think you can actually achieve that that kind of user base on a singular blockchain. Well, like, we have we have billions of people on the internet, right? So well, I could yeah, I know, but there's there's more. I think uh, back in constraints, huh? Constraints. Yeah, in blockchain. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But Ethereum's working on that, right? Oh, they're, I know. I know. I know. Not like just like but, chilling. But but they have all these other layer one like competitors that don't have to work on those things. Like they have it built in. I know, but but. So, follow me. Follow follow this train of thought. If yes, yes. if the money servicing DeFi. is DeFi, innovation happening on Ethereum, like it's the settlement layer of money. Okay. Servicing. Yeah. Therefore, you could predict billions of people on Ethereum as a result of that app. So long as like none of the other DeFi ecosystems and all the neighboring like yeah. blockchains don't pan out for whatever reason, like just people don't see value in it or what? Like why well, would people only want to because use right now, Ethereum I mean, Ethereum has the network effect, has the developers, has yeah, but, has the but innovation. We, we've already seen you could easily just take that and deploy it on any other chain, which is what's happening. Like yeah, every but, other blockchain well, has the exact same primitives. When you introduce blockchain and, and crypto to people, what are the what are the networks that you talk about? Well, yeah, I, me, I'm yeah. going to bring them to Ethereum for sure. That's, that's me. Well, it's Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Those are the, I know, those are the like, intros. If, to if I blockchain. were to advocate to somebody like, um, to, you know, Hey, there's this like, you know, NFT PFP mania going on. Like, you know, yeah. I'm going to onboard them to the Ethereum ecosystem. Not, yeah. not like Solana. Not, yeah. For one, just cause it's a familiar, familiar to me. I trust it. All yeah. that stuff. Right. Even though it's like cumbersome and like my friends come into the ecosystem, like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. What do you mean I got to pay 20 bucks to like <laughs> just transfer something over? Like, this is absurd. It's like, dude, just, just the way it is. Just don't, don't get mad. Yeah. Right. And then like, okay, whatever, I guess. But as long as they have that opportunity to make a profit and make so, some yield for themselves in the ecosystem, it's worth it. But so the challenge here is can Ethereum relieve some of that, those pressures, those constraints before someone else gets traction? That's the exactly. challenge. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's a huge, because the general population, the masses, you know, humanity, they're not concerned about things yeah, like, like that they should be concerned about to be like, like, uh, how long standing Ethereum has proven itself, like almost a decade of, of pretty much foolproof performance, uh, as opposed to like a brand new layer one that has, hasn't proven itself at all. But from a consumer's perspective, as long as I'm able to like engage in these activities, perform these functions, extract this value for myself because there is liquidity present in it because yeah. there's like a whole ecosystem there. Yeah. That's all I care about at the end of the day. So like that's where Aptos and all these other 
new layer ones, they have that advantage and they understand that. They know so, that. So you can see a scenario where you're introducing blockchain to someone and, and you would say Aptos is where you should start. You can no, see no, that. No, no, I, no. I, I don't ever see a scenario like in the future where I'm telling people to use Web3 products and like I'm in the same breath describing the blockchain that is used to facilitate that service. It's going to be like you said, it's going to be more like okay, there's, so. this, there's this app. Okay. There's this thing. Send me money. Yeah. Send me money, but just download the Aptos app. Yeah, let's let's imagine it's a decentralized Coinbase that it's in everybody's phone because which likely would be something Aptos related because they're tapped into Silicon Valley's framework of like application distribution, right? Like okay. more than likely you're going to get some sort of okay, DEX yeah. in the future. It's going to be widely used by at least people in America. Yeah, because they're connected to Coinbase and Coinbase connected to Facebook, everybody. Facebook, they're connected to the whole mainframe that is Silicon Valley, right? They're going to yeah. get their decentralized products to the masses yeah. better than an Ethereum foundation would. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because, yeah, so they're probably... Okay. That's it. So, so, so I, Ethereum should be worried here yes <laughs> but not like not like it's not over or anything like that just, no yeah. there's other pockets the the world's a big place it's huge it's massive right so yeah. like if aptos or whatever other organization ecosystem somehow builds their own network effect through like you know apps pre-existing support from you know institutional silicon valley backing whatever the fuck like yeah, at the end of the day, who, the the consumer apps, yeah, that, that's what's going to attract the people, not the blockchain itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, Ethereum has so people time. would people would have to trust Aptos for their financial security then. Kind of like <laughs> kind of like we inherently trust Ethereum, right? But that but that's not the consumer, dude. The consumer doesn't think about that. I don't. You don't. When you when you're banking in your bank account, okay, yeah, you're the, not concerned about security. I, I only thing I, I think of is the reputation of the bank itself. Yeah. Okay. I'm not actually thinking of security though. Security, the word security is not in my mind. I'm just, well, because it's a big bank. Reputation for implies, a bank implies security. Okay. Agreed. agreed. But I think it would be more comparable, comparable to be like Zelle or paper or, uh, or Venmo or something like that. Mm. Yeah. The different apps on different chains. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you download, um, Zelle, which is Aptos. Yeah, and I'll be like, every time I downloaded one of those money transfer apps, I never once thought about security. I just did it That's because crazy, I'm dude. I'm a consumer, and I know how consumers think, dude. It was like, okay, yeah, my this, <sighs> the, uh, I owe somebody money, and it's like, hey, here's Zelle. Oh, never heard about that in my life. Or not Zelle. Uh, here's Venmo. Venmo, yeah. Never heard of that. Sure, new app. Fuck it, I'll download it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the same experience with like Cash App, dude. Somebody yeah. asked me for Cash App. I was like, "What is that?" But yeah. I downloaded like, it. Yeah, exactly. You put your money in there, right? You gave them your credentials <laughs> and shit. Like, this is how consumers behave, dude. They just do it, right? They don't think about the back end of what's enabling these services to exist in the first place. You know what I mean? So that's. Yeah, that's where I think Ethereum loses its edge is like with the actual consumer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And things like Aptos and like, you know, but Ethereum's it's not again. Ethereum does have a whole second layer <laughs> that is very important. Yeah, so that's why it doesn't it doesn't totally remove them from this race. It's just that second layer has a lot of uh, UI UX improvements to make to uh, just make it as frictionless as one of these centralized layer ones, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so the centralized layer ones, they have an advantage because they can see all the problems yeah. like brought up by Ethereum and their second layer. They're like, why don't we just build all that into a single layer blockchain <laughs> that eliminates the complexities of like yeah. side chains communicating to layer ones? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. It does. I, I just don't know if the security offering no. of Ethereum. <laughs> is is uh not gonna well, sustain itself yeah i think yeah i think it does make sense to leverage ethereum security for much more uh, important applications like critical tasks yeah, yeah like again like money movement and transferring all that stuff like dude yeah use the most secure option to your disposal mm. ethereum that might end up being like widely understood at some point in the future like yeah everybody gets it yeah ethereum is safe safest your safest bet and so because of that, there might be like a little bit slower 
processes mm. yeah. <laughs> as opposed to using an unsafer, you know, network. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to hear big headlines just like you do, like, people's fucking credit card identity got hacked <laughs> because, you know, they probably use a lesser safe, you know, provider. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. And then people might wise up and be like, no, I'm not going to use this terminal for my customers because I, it fucked everybody. So mm -hmm. let me move to somebody more safe. In that situation, it will be Ethereum, you know? Yeah. So I guess we can see a scenario where you have games on Aptos, you have NFTs on Aptos, and yeah. we're doing our thing in Aptos. Mm -hmm. But when it's time to pay the your provider or pay your guy or pay, you're using the Ethereum <laughs> network. Yeah, I could see that. Sure, why not? Yeah. And even if Ethereum sidechain, like Layer 2, becomes equally as mirrored as, you know, tech, scalably capable yeah. to these L1s, then fuck it. Yeah, let's game on Polygon. Yeah. Let's game yeah, on Polygon, Immutable. Yeah. Let's game... Or game on Ethereum if they do everything right, right? Because yeah. why, why yeah. couldn't Ethereum make the same updates that <coughs> Aptos built to begin with? I don't think they have the same, like, architecture. Like, uh, I don't think they... According to Aptos, they have the ability to execute parallel. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? What's Why couldn't Ethereum I don't know, dude. change? <laughs> why couldn't they do that? I think they can do that. They they probably are planning to do such. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's just, again, it's, it's just a, one of those things that's going to take time. Right. Yeah. We saw how difficult, like, the merge sure. was for It Ethereum. took two years. Two years of development focusing on the merge. Yeah. And that, to make that happen. Yeah. So these are like big like feature implementations that could take but, many years. But, but think yeah. about it. I mean, it should take a long time because they got billions of today's money to yeah. protect. Absolutely. Aptos doesn't have nothing. Not yet. I mean, they got <laughs> 400 million of investor money to yeah. protect. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean. But that's the point. They get to build from the ground up like many years of observing right which yeah. is, i think is a clever strategy but i mean yeah i mean of course investors are going to invest this stuff because there's upside mm -hmm. for for the potential of this stuff yeah i guess we're just debating on whether or not uh, it makes sense that ethereum actually ends up losing to one of these competitors with, with so much traction and so much like do you think there's a chance like the government could just like pick like aptos in this oh like, and like support it and support like, it and just like use this as a vehicle like here's your driver's license on the chain on chain aptos yeah and then like therefore like um i don't know start tornado caching everything on ethereum hmm. <laughs> sanctioning because it's it's an ecosystem that has like you're saying no reach for the government like mm. they, i mean i guess they can well, there's less they did, incentive they for you and i to use aptos right we want freedom we want access that's we the want question yeah uncensored Mm -hmm. activity yeah i feel like these chains run that risk more yes, than Ethereum. i agree i agree it's like an undiscovered risk just like you know we didn't realize how risky like american pegged stable coins are right right i think at some point in the future we're, uh, that's going to become obvious like the, the united states government's going to like show their cards you know see that's the difference yeah that's the difference like it is a difference aptos is u.s jurisdiction obviousness and like potentially like set up from the ground up, like in collaboration of like, you know, yeah, big tech and big gov. Yeah. Know? So that that's like something to consider, like when you're a user. Yeah. Right? And or a developer. Yeah, absolutely. So like it's yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, the developers who care about the ethos of crypto, they're yeah. not gonna do it on Aptos. Fuck no. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's that's true. And that that is kind of like the narrative that I, I'm kind of enjoying right now. It's like this. <laughs> it's kind of like Silicon Valley versus, versus the world. Yeah. Who's gonna build the better? Like, I'm I'm gonna bet on the world, dude. The world? Yeah. The world's pretty pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty great, dude. Um, shit. Yeah. This is this this was an interesting conversation, dude. I I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> Because we, but so the reason to talk about this is because we've been too deep in the new, the doom and gloom narratives of like the macroeconomics. So it's mm. like it's time to refix our attention mm -hmm. on the space, you know, the crypto space. And this is a good like segue to that, I think. You yeah. Know, now we, we were forced to investigate a little deeper, like what else is going on in the layer one ecosystem? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why is everybody spinning up their own chains? What's so unique about them? Yeah. Is there value? 
Is there not? So we got to look into that. Um, and of course, <laughs> being that we're like in the metaverse and uh, metaverse focus, like hopefully all these layer ones means, you know, at some point the metaverse right now doesn't seem like a primitive yet. Like DeFi is. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point it will, right? Oh, it will be for yeah, sure. Like every yeah. chain's going to need its own metaverse economy. Dude. I'm I'm salivating at that situation. Yeah, dude. like w there's one in Polka Dot, Bit Country, right? They yeah. have a metaverse there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's other. Yeah, there's like a metaverse. There's metaverses in Solana and stuff. So I mean, from our perspective, like this is how we're gonna see now, like the layer on top of blockchains. Now we have to create like we have the same problems in the metaverse. Like we're just yeah. we're just siloing the fuck out of the whole thing. <laughs> We're never. Uh, it's getting more and more convoluted and like, just, like just fragmented and like ugly. Yeah. And like the vision of interoperability is becoming that much more cloudy as yeah. a result. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like fuck, dude. Hundred percent. What do we do? Yeah. How do we? What do we do about this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, guys. That's been the Block Runners episode um, about Aptos and like the what. what is Aptos really going to take over or is Ethereum really going to sustain yeah. in like this this ecosystem of like fragmentation? Mm. Uh, let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and uh, at the block runner at Metazone.io and at Roby AI. And until next time. Peace out.